How to transform your passion into a successful startup. Welcome to Lead, an inspiring podcast that focuses on the creative spirit inside us all. Jocelyn Bellows interviews accomplished entrepreneurs about overcoming obstacles and achieving greatness. Join us today and lead into a fulfilling and successful life. everybody, this is Jocelyn and welcome to another edition of Leap. Um, today, I am joined by an amazing guest. I'm so thrilled that he agreed to be on the show. Rizzi um, is the founder of the Greatness Academy. And I had this amazing fortune to get to know Izzy through um, a community Facebook page called the Radical Gratitude Community Group and have really realized how much gratitude and daily gratitude has really changed my game. And when I began this group and checked into this group, I really had to understand who was at the origin of this, um, who created this amazingness, and reached out to Izzy pretty immediately. And he said yes. So Izzy, uh, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, it's my pleasure, Justin. I'm very, very uh, thrilled to be on the show. I'm excited uh, uh, to be invited and to, to come and contribute and add some value. And thanks as well for being part of uh, the Radical Gratitude community. Um, we, are, we are trying to really get a lot of people involved in that because uh, we know the power uh, you know, of, of practicing gratitude. It's, it's proven. It's, it's been uh, studied. Uh, major universities and all that so there's a whole lot of scientific evidence of the powerful benefits of practicing gratitude as a lifestyle so i'm excited to have you as part of our community well thank you uh, so i want to jump right in um first let's, let's talk a little bit about greatness academy uh what it is and why you founded it what was it that you said i, I have to do this so Greatness Academy, uh, the name, uh, I mean, it, it speaks itself. It's, it's basically a personal development a training company that I started. And the aim of it was to help because I've got this belief that each and every human being is born with an extraordinary capacity for greatness, to be great, to do great things and to contribute great things. So every human being has got that capacity. Capacity. But what we don't always have is a know-how to unlock it and to unleash it and express it. So Greatness Academy is aimed at helping people to awaken to that fact that, hey, I've got some good stuff inside me here. There's a huge potential of who I can be, of what I can accomplish and what I can contribute to, to make a difference in life and to give people the tools, the resources, the knowledge and the support they need to go ahead and express that uh, potential, that greatness. So the term greatness I use as a designation of this vast human potential to be extraordinary. So Greatness Academy, I started it because I have got a passion for, for building people. I'm, I've got a passion for helping people discover this stuff that's inside them. I, I'm a people builder, that's what I say. Uh, I love to facilitate 
with the gifts, the talents, the abilities of people. And I do that through Greatness Academy through as a motivational speaker. So which means I go to, I speak at uh, business networking events for startup entrepreneurs. I speak at different organizations. I speak even to religious organizations. I go to churches and speak uh, to inspire and, and motivate people. Um, and then I do obviously coaching and I also do mentoring. Uh, a lot of uh, new coaches, new entrepreneurs, I do one-on-one mentoring with that. So all of that, uh, as, as well as uh, I've got my uh, weekly, bi-weekly series called Greatness Insights with this in mind, which uh, Jocelyn, uh, you, you, you were talking earlier on, you, you've watched uh, some of it. I have. And that's actually what, well, part one was joining Radical Gratitude and really feeling connected, a connected piece and a desire to know um, the people behind it because there was such a depth and such a warmth around that community and it's an online community. So I really felt compelled to, to understand that. And that's what led me to your, your Greatness Academy page and started to watch some of your videos. And I, I just, at that point, for me, I couldn't pull back, right? I had, I was, it was, there was something inside of me that pulled me to say, I need to, to take this another step, um, which is why we're having this conversation. Um, and I want to ask, so when you, first of all, what compelled you to start this? Why did you decide that this was, this was something that you had to do or felt compelled to do? I think basically that's who I am. It's the essence of me. And for as long as I go back when I was a young kid, I was only eight, nine years old. I've always had a love for learning. I've, I've always loved. I know that um, as an eight, nine-year-old boy, you know, on Saturdays when you're not going to school, uh-huh. you want to wake up and you want to go go outside, play with your mates and do have all the fun. But that wasn't me, you know. On a Saturday, I'd wake up, same time as I'd wake up going to school, mm-hmm. and I'd get books and I'd be reading until for four or five hours. I just loved reading stuff that's motivational, inspiring stories. And since a kid, so growing up, uh, there was always this love for learning, for growth, to be more. I always knew that. Uh, uh, you know, and then it's, it's only uh, you know after a while I realized because I'm absorbing so much knowledge, so much insight, so much wisdom from all these different. Because literally, I'm a bookworm. I'm quite a voracious student of life. Uh, I find a lot of people coming and uh, looking for advice, looking for help, and and I was helping so many people without being conscious, without thinking about it, because it's just inside me. And then uh, I remember back in 2000, um, the field of coaching, life coaching was still very, very new at the time. Uh, and um, somebody said, uh, look, you are already coaching people. You know? And I didn't think about it. I was just, I was just helping people. I said, well, you can actually really begin to do it as a business and, and help people and get paid for doing it. I'm like, really? You know, that was an interesting idea for me. And coaching was still a infants at the time. And uh, so I took training as a professional life coach. Uh, and 
even before then, I was having a lot of opportunities to speak, to do public speaking in a motivational way. Uh, different groups, different people would say, hey, can you come and, and talk to us about this topic? And I'd go and, and do that speaking. So all these little things contributed. When I trained as a life coach, the next logical step was to become a professional motivational speaker as well. So, but the driving uh, force behind it was this passion for contributing knowledge and information that helps people. I've been doing it outside without having a business. I was doing it anywhere for years because I loved it and people kind of were gravitating to, to myself in that way. I found myself just always helping people. So, and I thought, you know, if I build a business, then I can be able to reach even more people. I can make this thing, um, you know, have a systems in place that help me to reach even a far wider audience than the people, my friends and family and a few people around me. So the need to make a difference in somebody's life is behind Greatness Academy. And what does that do for you now? Now that you have it and you're established, what kind of fulfillment or what do you get out of being connected to your clientele, to the people that you're, that you're interacting with? For me, I think the greatest fulfillment is when you have a conversation with somebody and the light flicks on for them. That, for me, it tells me that that was a worthwhile uh, moment that I had. That was a worthwhile investment of my time. Because even though I'm a professional coach and a professional speaker, I do a whole lot of free coaching and, and uh, free speaking. You know, I help a lot of people. People uh, sometimes haven't got the resources to actually pay for coaching. So I can offer one, two, three sessions pro bono, basically. And whether it's a paying client or is somebody that we're doing it pro bono, when you talk to somebody after 10 minutes, they've got a breakthrough, you know, and their life shifts and there's a paradigm shift that happens and they're gone and you see them changing. Like, like the one-on-one mentoring that I do, you have these conversations and you see somebody move from this place. And after months, two, three months, they're here. And it's like, wow, that knowledge of the fact that I was, this is my role. I'm a catalyst, right? At the uh-huh. end of the day, each one of us have to do what it takes to change. But I'm a facilitator. I'm a catalyst. I bring about an opportunity for people to transform. So to see that, Jocelyn is priceless. Yeah. And what's amazing is he, I'm you know, very fortunate that I can see your face. You can hear it. I can hear it in your voice. When you talk about the impact that you're making on the people you're interacting with, it just emanates from you. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. And I, I want to acknowledge that because it sort of leads me into to my next question is, how did you know, what was the point for you that you knew that this was it, that this was your superpower that you had to share with the world or you chose to share with the world? I think pretty much when I was a team, you know, like I said, I, I, I was already very heavily in, invested in, in personal growth and in reading material, taking courses, going to events, conferences, learning, just really, really a student of life from when I was a teenager. And at that stage, I remember thinking, 
you know, I'm either going to be an author who writes books that make a difference in people's lives, or I will be a speaker who travels the world and speaks in a way that inspires people. I, I just knew it. And it was all born of my learning and my growing. So, you know, it's not, it wasn't like something, you know, whereby I thought, okay, this could be a good business opportunity. It was just because of who I was. I was a student of life. And when you're putting something in, somehow that has to come out. And for me, the natural, logical way it could come out was through speaking and through coaching. Mm-hmm. So when you began to put Greatness Academy together, where did you begin? What was the first layer? Well, it was the speaking. I started speaking first, you know, um, and um, obviously with speaking, as long as you've got the capacity to speak, you don't need any training to do that. You just have to be an expert in in your area of knowledge. Uh, and for me, it's about human potential. So that involves, that means for years now, I've been studying positive psychology. I've been studying leadership. I've been studying spirituality. I've been studying anything that has to do, I've studied uh, neuropsychology. Anything that helps us to understand the human being and how they can be fully optimized in who they are and, and their impact, their contribution. I'm a student of that. Um, I'm actually right now currently involved in postgraduate studies uh, in leadership as well. So it's still exploring what it takes to bring out the best in the So I'm a lifelong student for the rest of my life. I'm going to be fully immersing and, and trying to study at the highest level possible to unlock human potential. So obviously the speaking was natural starting point when i decided to be a coach i knew that i did do some training because i'd never done that before i knew that just the way you give advice is not the same paid coach so i had to take a, a, a life coaching and it was back in the days you know um was still very young uh, and uh, it was extremely expensive to actually do the course now you, it's um you know, it's, it's much better. So I trained and once I did that, uh, obviously I got my first paying clients and that was me going. And at that point, there's no stopping you. No stopping me, yeah. no looking back. Yeah. And here I, you know, I'm at the beginning stages, as we talked about before we kind of got on the call. And having started now just with my first two clients this week, and I'd started on Monday with my practice which is awesome right well, thank you i i know for myself you know that first call was daunting right and i was like oh my gosh do i have it in me all the all that all the the, the the role that comes through your head of you know the doubt and and, and i kind of just had to say all right getting on this call someone is trusting me now i got trusted me and once mm-hmm. i got on that call switched it just switched and I was like, okay, I'm in it. And this is where we're going. And uh, it's, yeah, at this point, no stopping me. Kind of like You see, the thing is, uh, the thing, Jocelyn, is um, you've got your training. You know what to do. It's just the fear. It's just a little, you know, it's just interference. 
you know it's like when um, you're trying to communicate and something is kind of messing up with the signal that's what the fear really is but otherwise the proficiency to actually deliver coaching you've done a training so you've got it right so and that's where uh, that's a huge part of what i do in my work you know because a lot of the, the biggest reason why people don't fully become who they truly can be is usually fear all sorts of fears fear of failure fear of the unknown fear of being judged fear of all sorts of fears you know fear of not being good enough is one of the biggest uh, you know and i've actually done um well i uh, uh an interview with somebody who also, you know, he's got an organization that trains coaches. So we're talking about the fear of not being good enough and how it's, it's killing human potential. Because once you think you're not good enough, it doesn't matter how good enough you are, because you think you're not good enough, you're not going to act on it. So that's what, uh, those are some of the things that we address at Greatness Academy. And we try and, and, and build, foster a lot of, give people strategies to build confidence in themselves and to step up and play at the highest level possible, but not just with fear, but with real confidence. You know, where you show up and you know you've got it and you know you're going to deliver it and you know you're going to make a difference and you know your value and you're extremely confident. And you know what? You've got it. So you're going to go and do it well. Thank you. It's like standing in your own light, right? That's right. That's yeah. Right. And really, and really realizing, acknowledging it. Not, it's one thing to say, okay, I know it. Like, I know that this is my light. I know this is my thing. And it's completely different when you own it fully right. and wholly. And take it. Yeah. And understand that, that imperfection is your perfection, right? I'd like to go back to the fear piece, though, because I, I think this, that's such a big piece of, um, that we address, that I address with the, my audience, because mm-hmm. I have, I know that people, you know, we've got entrepreneurs who've done it, who are in it, and I have people that are at the precipice of jumping off that diving board, but it's that fear that's holding them back from doing so. Can we talk a little bit about that, how it plays out in your practice? And, and also, did that ever come come up for you or does it come up for you and how do you work through it yeah you know uh now to be honest with you uh, it's not i think a lot of it is is because of the conditioning i i i always was having a mentoring call with um somebody one i mentor in asia someone in asia and she's at the early stages of her business and there's a lot of fears and all sorts of stuff. So it's about helping her come up with strategies that will prime her mind such that that sort of fear is no longer an issue. You know, in fact, the underlying emotion becomes this certainty, knowing that I'm going to show up and I'm going to deliver. That This quiet confidence is not arrogance. It's just knowing that, hey, I've done what it takes to do a good job. I've done the training. I've done the preparation. I've done the mastery. Uh, I've done the practice. So I know what I'm doing. And I know that and, and I've, I've got confidence in that. So a, a lot of times is um, when people are starting out, the, the fear of not being good enough is the biggest because uh, especially when you start charging people, what if I'm not good enough? 
you know, uh, and uh, what will they say? What will they think? And I find that a lot of times uh, it's completely unfounded. As long as you've done your preparation, you've done your training, you've mastered whatever you have to do, and you make sure you perfect it through practice. Like if you're going to be a coach, you've done your training as a coach, uh, your formal training, but then you've given a whole lot of free sessions because on the free sessions, there's, there's no risk there. There's nothing to be scared for. You practice with friends, people, friends, family, whoever. And as long as you've rehearsed as much as possible, by the time you get to what you have to charge, you're very proficient. You know, and I always say, look, feel the fear and do it anyway. You know, that's that's a mantra that I have. Feel the fear and just do it because the fear is just noise. It's just psychological noise in there. It really has nothing to do with your ability to actually deliver the results. It has nothing to do with the fact that you you are highly capable to do. So it's just noise. It's just destruction. So, you know, it's like, I like to use this analogy. You know, when you're, you're a parent or you're looking after a young child, let's say a toddler two years old, and you want to go somewhere. And toddlers are known for tantrums and, and whatever. They're called terrible twos and whatever. Yeah, I have a right. toddler, yes. You have a toddler. <laughs> I understand. You know about, right? <laughs> so you want to do something and yeah. they don't want, and they're screaming and they're tearing their eyes down. So you've got a choice there, right? This thing I want to do is important. We have to go and buy food at the shops. And the toddler doesn't want, they're screaming their house down because they want to be doing something else. So there's a choice there, right? I know I've got the capacity to just take this toddler and go and buy the stuff that I need to buy and come back because it's important. So I'm going to do it anyway. Or I can choose to let the screaming of the toddler stop me and then we go hungry you know, because we've not gone to buy. So you are le- allowing something that you've got complete power and authority over to still go ahead, even though it's screaming, that child, you can still go. While it's screaming, you take the child with you and you go and get what you want. Yeah. So what will you do? You let the screaming child stop you from going to where you're going to go, where it's important, or you take them kicking and screaming you know, and get the result because pretty soon, once you step outside, they come down, right? Yeah. They come down and they find things to distract them. So it's the same with fear. It is screaming when you're just about to do the thing. It's saying, you can't do this. You're not good enough. They're going to judge you. What if you flop, you fail? You What if it doesn't work? What if it goes wrong? What, what if you lose your money? Uh, and all these things, it's just that toddler screaming loudly saying, don't go, don't do it. And you just have to say, you know what, I hear you, but what I want to do is far more important to be stopped by this noise. So I'm going to feel this fear. Uh, and I like to say this, and, and it's, it, Jocelyn, this will help your audience. Okay, fear is not a stop sign. You know, a lot of people, once you feel fear, they say, oh, you shrink back. But fear is just a proceed with caution sign. So if you know your driving signs, a stop sign says, this is it, stop, you can't move forward. A proceed with caution sign that says, yes, be on the lookout. There might be some hazards, there might be some danger here, but 
still keep on moving forward anyway. So that's what fear is. Once you see fear as a proceeded caution, it's just saying, you know what, this is unfamiliar ter- territory. There might be some risk. There might be some danger. So it is asking me to be more alert for potential hazards, but it's not saying stop. That's not what fear is saying. So once I look at fear from these two positions, it's a toddler that's screaming and doesn't want me to go somewhere important, but I can take its kicking and screaming and go and do it. And also fear is not a stop sign. It's simply saying, pay more attention, be alert, because it's unfamiliar territory. You've never done this. Yes, there's risks of things happening, but just be alert. And you know what? If something happens that is not uh, ideally expected, it's just a learning opportunity. You learn from it and improve. So fear must never, ever stop anyone from stepping up and stepping into their greatness and into whatever they want to do. Feel the fear and do it anyway. That's, oh my gosh. So you said something that I said on my very first podcast, um, my ver- at the very end of my very first recording something about myself personally. I've never liked my voice for years. I've had it in my head. Don't like my voice. You hear it, you know, on the telephone and the recording. I'm like, Oh, here I am putting my voice in the world. Right. And I'm actually <laughs> loving it. And I said That's this at the very end of my first show is I don't like this. I'm doing anyway. I'm not going to, this is not going to stop me from taking myself into a place of discomfort because I think when we start to push ourselves into discomfort, that's where change occurs, right? Comfort zones are lovely and they make us feel safe, but that's also where change doesn't exist. Mm. So you push through that into a place of discomfort. That's where you have this amazing opportunity to grow and learn and create and change impact and all the above. I want to jump on, on this one last one, this one final thought as we kind of wrap up this conversation. Um, just based on what you kind of were saying, one of the things that I ask is, what is the worst that can happen by taking that chance? So I'm going to ask that to you. What's the worst thing that can happen? And conversely, what's the best thing that can happen if you take that chance? Well, and the worst has happened for a lot of people. And you know, you could do this thing and it doesn't work out, you know. Uh, the fact, especially when you, you're, you're in the entrepreneurial world, is that, uh, you know, over 90% of startups fail. It's just a fact. And But there are really clear reasons as to why that happens. A lot of it has to do with preparation. You know, people are not really prepared. People haven't done a lot of research to make sure that I understand my market. I understand my audience. I understand my product. I understand what I need to deliver. And I therefore prepare thoroughly. Like I was saying, if you're going to be a coach, you take your formal training. You train at the highest level possible, but then you also practice and you perfect your craft before you actually get into the game. So that's what will you know, that coach who's done that has got a higher chance of success than somebody who has not taken the necessary training, the necessary preparation. So it's avoidable. You know, failure, even though 90% fails, is because even though it's known, a lot of people still think, you know what, I'm going to be the exception. I'll show up 
I'm not prepared thoroughly. I'm going to wing it. I'm going to figure it out as I go. And that's setting myself up for failure. So I am big on preparing. I'm big on learning and, and, and mastering the craft. I'm big on doing your market research and making sure you know exactly what you're doing. So if I'm going to go on a platform, for instance, on Facebook to do my live videos, I've got to research that. I've got to know everything that is to know about how to succeed in doing live videos on Facebook. So what do I need to do to do? How do I need to go about it? Like earlier on before we went live, I was just discussing some strategies to optimize your audience on Facebook, right? So all of this comes through research. So even when you've started, a business can fail even if it's not a startup. Why? Because you know, it can be in business for 10, 20 years and you still fail. Why? You stop learning, right? So learning for me before you start, learning once you've started, yeah, learning from feedback. So you pay attention to feedback to avoid failure because feedback is always telling you what's happening and what you need to change. Feedback is saying, look, you did this. It's not working. That doesn't mean stop. It's simply saying, change tuck, change your approach, tweak it, you know, do it differently, you know, try another angle. And, and you're constantly looking for different ways to do, to accomplish the same outcome. So the goal is fixed. The way to get to the goal is very variable. So the role of the entrepreneur is that when I use this path to trying to get to A, and the first path doesn't really work, I come up against an obstacle that doesn't mean give up on the goal and and, and the quit no it simply means okay all right that's the way i want to go what else can i do what new route what new way what new direction what new, do i need to climb over this or maybe find some dynamite blow this rock up or maybe dig underneath or maybe should i go all the way around or maybe, you know, I just need a helicopter to fly me off. So all sorts of strategies. So right. success in business really is about having a multiplicity of strategies and recognizing that there's no one way to do it. And the first way that I do might not work. The second might not work. The third might not work. But I'm constantly looking. And you know what? I'm a student of the most successful people in the space that I'm getting into. So if I'm getting into coaching, I'm looking for the successful coaches who are doing exactly what I'm doing or whatever the field of enterprise you're getting into. Who are the successful ones? Now, what are they doing that's helping them be successful? So I look at the core competencies in that space that the best way engaging in and I seek to replicate them in my own context. Not copying them, but, you know, working them through in my own context. So continually learning, learning from the best, having a mentor, for me, I think it's a big deal. You know, what? having a mentor is will save you a lot of problems. Or a coach, if you can't find a mentor, hire a professional coach. Uh, because a mentor, what they would do in uh, the coach, what they would do, basically, they short-circuit your learning, especially mentors. On your own, it might take you a year to figure out this problem. If you read a book, you may spend hours and you still have to experiment and see. But a mentor, a conversation of 15 minutes will provide you with what really works. So I, I say have a mentor, uh, learn as much as you can about your field, 
continually try different strategies, setbacks are opportunities to learn. They are not uh, opportunities to give up or to quit. Um, you know, so, uh, and, and constantly seek to improve your processes, your product, and your skill set, right? And another thing that I was saying to somebody I mentioned, okay, great to have the skills, because some businesses, they need, like coaching, it's a skill, right? You can learn, anybody can learn the coaching skill, but it's about the person with the skills. What are we doing about that person? That's when I'm in the personal development plan where I'm working on my mindsets, my beliefs, and eliminating the fears and, 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 and conditioning myself for optimal performance. And so you're engaging continuously. So if you're not reading personal development books and listening to podcasts and all these things, that develops you as a person, not just your skills. Because skills are important to succeed, but if a person is has got the skill set, but they've got limiting beliefs, that's not going to help you. So you want to work on the person with the skills. That's two separate things. You develop the skills, which is the competence, and then you develop the person who has the competence. That's mainly internal work, your beliefs, your fears, and, and all that stuff. So uh, I, I'm, I'm big. I do not go a day without. Literally, at the moment, uh, for, for this month, I engage in four and a half hours of personal development work every day. But guess what? It's because the work that I'm doing, where I'm going, requires me to be at an extremely high level, not only of competence in my field, but of development as a person, my skill set, the person who I am has to be at an extremely high level because, you know, the more I develop myself, the greater my impact. And, and the more impact for my products, the more people want to buy my products and my services. So it feeds the source. Personal growth, personal development is the driver of success in the business. So, um, yeah, what's the worst that could happen? Things may not work, but if they don't work, try another avenue, try another opportunity, try another way to do it. Look at a different question. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I covered a lot there. Um, well, it, it's a loaded question, right? There, there's because there's a lot of. I mean, there's just so many different ways you can approach that and tackle that, right? That's and right. unpack that. Um, as a final thought, uh, I'd like to share with Ashley, uh, ask you to share. Where can the audience learn a little bit more about you, um, about Greatness Academy, about Radical Gratitude Community Group, and, and just kind of dive in a little more? Yeah, so uh, Greatness Academy, obviously, uh, you go to Facebook, it's right there, Greatness Academy. I've got a page there. We've got loads of valuable content, uh, which, Jocelyn, obviously, you you were saying earlier on, you, you've enjoyed quite some of, I know, like, uh, and then we've got, guests on on our shows i've got loads of value really strategies to bring out the best in a person i'm talking about personal development is one of the keys to success you know you go to that page there's a whole lot of it on there uh so on facebook you i'm on instagram uh, at greatness.academy i would deliver a lot of value there uh, so, uh, and, and my website is greatnessacademy.com. Um, yeah, you can find us there. Awesome. 
Well, I thank you so much, Izzy. I really appreciate you you carving out time today. I know as we got on, um, you have a very full day ahead of you. So I really appreciate you taking the time today and look forward to continuing to follow where you go. Because I'm going to be following thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, I'm really grateful uh, that you you had me in the show. And uh, just as a, as a last thought, uh, anyone out there? Whatever you dream you have, you can do it. You know, we all have this greatness within ourselves. We all have this potential for greatness. And you know what? Just by feeding it through personal development, you can go out and accomplish whatever your dream is. You know, it's possible, it's doable. Somebody has done it. A whole lot of people have done what you want to do. That means that you can do it too. So go for it. The beautiful final thought. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Lead. To learn more about Lead, the podcast and coaching services, please join us on our Lead Facebook page at facebook.com slash what's your lead.